get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's me and Nicole Smith-Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, and renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that's for you to build a big business. We're here coaching you every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't done this already, go ahead, share the call with others. They can dial in to 602-753-1848 or... Listen online with their smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. We're still in our series of coaching you through crisis, and we know that um, we don't need anything specific, as you're going to always hear me say, anything specific happening um, with the entire world at one time for you to go into a crisis. And I mean that it could be super intense, some of the private crisis, especially when uh, you feel that no one understands. But this is what I want you to know, that as we are uh, talking about it's time to solve your problems, you're going to realize that every problem has a purpose. When you get to a place of saying every problem has a purpose, and then instead of you focusing on the inconveniences uh, of the problem, you become a solution. I want you to know that the most wealthiest people in the world became a solution in some sort of fashion. The people who uh, become famous, uh, rich or famous, or even notable, or even leave a legacy, they became a solution to a problem. So when you begin to think solution-oriented, Not only you'll have the answer to your problem, but you'll begin to walk in purpose. Our scripture today is coming out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 32. I want us to go to the Lord on today because this is one of um, the scriptures everyone has. I mean, the entire Bible, obviously. But there are particular scriptures that help me understand how did I excel to the levels I did, not only in business, I'm talking about spiritually, mentally, physically, definitely emotionally and financially. I want you to hold on to this scripture to look at what areas of your life is it speaking to you. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made and we're so glad and rejoice we're here in the land of the living. Holy one, the great I am that I am. We are so grateful not only for your grace, your mercy, but also for your Holy Spirit that teach, guides, directs, and corrects us. We're thankful, Father God, for that correction because we know that that is the way that every crooked path will be made straight. 
Let us have the mind of Christ, the mind of total obedience. But also let us let go of anything of ego that edge God out in any area of our life. Bring it into a revelation for us that we will be in to know. We don't create our own stumbling blocks. Right now we're asking for that direction and correction. We're asking, oh, Father God, that your Holy Spirit take full reign so we'd be able to operate in wisdom. We cannot have wisdom without knowledge. We thank you for your word, your living word, your rhema word. And let those who be courageous enough to live that word be blessed beyond measure. Expand their territory just as you did, our brother Jabez. Allow them to do great exploits in your name, not their own. Let this be a new way, a new path that they will hold on forever. We want to seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Amen. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh. I was speaking to my husband uh, last night, even this morning. I said, oh, my gosh, this this reminds me of 2008 on when it seemed like the entire nation was crumbling financially. And then I became busier than ever. And that's something to say about the kingdom is opposite of the world. That's what the word tells us. That we can be in the world, but not of the world. And if you're ready to solve every problem, I want you to allow whatever problem you're having to unction you to make correction. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 15 Verse 32, it says this, and I don't want you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the New International Version, and then I'm going to give you a version that some people, I think, are familiar with. It says, those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Do you believe that discipline or correction, if it leads to understanding, that can help you solve problems. The New Living Translation of this same scripture says, if you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Now, I can tell you this. When I was a kid, this scripture definitely didn't uh, apply to me in several uh, areas. I was that kid like in First and second grade, 
I could remember my mom and dad. They were actually getting a divorce. Things were very tough around the house, and we were going to school closer to where our home was in our school district in first grade. And because of the challenges my mom and dad was having, I actually, my my mom said, okay, my grandma decided she would help us more because dad wasn't home. And so we ended up having to change schools to go to school closer to grandma house. So my mom would get up super, super early and look at this day. I mean, I still am an, an early riser. I had to get up super, super early, way many hours before school started so we could get dressed and go to grandma's house. And when we got to grandma's house, grandma already had breakfast ready for us, for my mom as well. And now that I go back and look, I can see my grandma was supporting my mom, not only with the kids, but also emotionally. So my grandma would have breakfast ready and we would sit around the table early in the morning and have breakfast and we would drink, uh, we had to drink something hot first. And she gave us these, um, this kind of cough syrup thing my grandma would make up and, and it was mixed up with honey and lemon and garlic and and um, honey, lemon, garlic, and ginger. We had to take it every morning. And, you know, as I go back and look, and we were going to school from grandma's house. Now we had to go to school from grandma's house. And I had to now have new friends, which was no friends. I had to walk to school with my brother and everything. And when we got to the, 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 the new school, they didn't even have uh our school records from the other school. It wasn't that far. I mean, when I go back, I lived in Hartford, Connecticut, from one school to the other. I mean, it was such a small town. You probably can drive around the whole entire town in a circle in in 15 minutes or 20 minutes, maybe the most, but it seemed big when you're a kid. And that's the thing. When you are, when you don't understand things, things have a distorted view. So long story short, we ended up uh, to the school, and a friend of the family, I can remember Butch, is who brought us over to the school, myself and my brother. So I was leaving first grade, and my brother was leaving second grade, so we were supposed to both go into first and second grade. So Butch is like, listen, we don't have the, we don't have the, uh, the, the school record, so what's next? You know, he was, he was this, like, brawly guy, I can remember. And they said, well, we're just going to have to test him. And so when they tested us, they said, okay, she tests at second grade, and my brother tested at third grade, and they test gifted and talented. So that basically meant that I got skipped to the second grade, and my brother got skipped to the third grade, and then they put us in these other special classes. Well, long story short, yeah, I probably was smart in that area where I might have had the smarts, but... I had a bad attitude. I think I remember when the 18 came out and it was called BA. I was the BA, the little girl BA. And I was cutting up, but the problem really was what was going on at home. And this is part of why I have so much passion for people because I can go back to many of the problems. And I was basically causing my own problem, but I thought I maybe had a right to cause my own problem because I had other issues going on at home. 
So even though I was smart, I never wanted to, I wanted to always have perfect grades, but I had a very less than perfect attitude. Came across a teacher, and I think I shared this before, and uh, I would get upset if, if I didn't have an A, if I didn't have perfect grades, what have you. I had the discipline in that area, but definitely not in the area of emotional uh, intelligence. My apologies. I thought that I put my phones on. So I remember having a math quiz or test, and I kept getting this one question wrong every time. I was finished ahead of the class, but this particular time, I was always I was getting hundreds, 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 and uh, this particular time, I wanted to get a, a hundred, but it was it was going to be one wrong, and I kept going back to my teacher, Miss Camp who was now I would understand her to be maybe a paraprofessional, an additional teacher in the classroom, because they literally had second and third grade students in one classroom at that time. Second and third grade were together in one classroom. And every time I would take the paper up to Miss Camp, she would say, no, go back and try again. Go back and try again. And the third time I snatched the book from out of Miss Camp's hand, but then it, these books were made with construction paper, that little gray construction paper in the middle and a colored construction paper in, in, you know, as a cover. And when I snatched it, one of the staples grabbed into Miss Camp's finger and her finger began to bleed. And I could remember looking at her like, Okay, that's good for you. Like, basically, you should have marked it right. But I was wanting to be right, even though I was wrong. Miss Camp was a awesome lady. She was just making me better, but I thought she was a problem for me. So she said, you know what, I can't. This child, I can't deal with her. And I'm like, that's fine. Y'all can send me back to my old school. I literally wanted to do with my fine mind, wanted to go back to my old school. They would have put me back in first grade, not even realizing that this whole problem, this whole child with my family elevated me. I didn't even have the level of understanding that, oh, my gosh, obviously it's not. I'm going from first to second just because I was smart in one area, obviously was dumb, the dumb, dumb in another area, but I just thought that I knew it all. Our teacher, Miss Fulton, which was the head teacher, she said, okay, I'll deal with her. And, and I could remember on the weekends outside of that, Miss Forrester would even pick me up from my grandmother's house because now I went from seeing my mom all the time to almost seeing her no time because she was working a first and second job. And so we began to spend much more time at my grandma's house. And this is where I began to see my grandma a little bit closer, realizing that every day, three times a day, she would go in and go to her altar and pray. This is where I began to realize my grandmother, right after her first prayer in the morning, she would open up her door and her door was never locked all the way until 11 p.m. at night, and anyone who had challenges, her grandkids, whoever, could come back and forth, and no one ever harmed my grandmother. 
this is where I began to see my grandmother at her altar many a days just crying. And I'm like, who is she crying to and what is she crying for? But I didn't realize I was watching discipline, that she would get up. First thing she did was pray. Now I was able to wake up a little bit later because sometimes my mom would say, hey, can they just stay over? So now I'd stay over and I'd wake up and hear my grandmother praying and she's crying out to God that I know now. Then she get up, she opens up the door, she goes back upstairs, begin to cook breakfast for the family. And I saw her on a real regimen but I also never saw my grandma crying for money. I would actually see people coming to her asking her for money. And I'm like, she didn't even go to work. She babysat some children here and there. But she had a disciplined life that she had set herself up, not only for financial success, but spiritual, mental success as well. But I wouldn't say necessarily physical because my grandma did end up having health issues. And she was definitely a brick house. But obviously, no matter what area you try to perfect, there's always going to be an area that you would need to correct. If I didn't have the correction now of Miss Camp, and if I didn't have the correction now of even my grandmother, because obviously she didn't play. She has screamed your name down that street. I got rid of embarrassment and what people thought a long time ago. And to where I would start correcting myself, I would know what time it was and go upstairs before she had to scream my name out the door. I would do my homework before she asked. And then when I got home, we'd do our chores before it was asked. So everything that was asked, did you do your chores? Yes. Did you do your homework? Yes. Did you take care of your school clothes? Yes. to avoid the correction. I got an understanding of what would avoid the correction or what would lessen the need for correction. Now, I can tell you right now, I made a post yesterday playing games while I was even on the Zoom. I was playing games on Facebook, and it was a click and say, hey, see how many people hate you? And I clicked the thing. It was like, oh, 5,600-something, 70-something people, I think, love you, but two people hate you. And I could always remember my grandmother, when anyone tried to say anything bad to her or mean to her, she would say, God bless you. And I'm like, God bless you. You need to smack them. But all that getting, I got an understanding that most of the time, because I've grown up so well, I'm never going to cause anybody harm because you can't be a leader and hurt people or harm people, and you can't hurt and help people at the same time. So I chose to be a helper because I chose Team Kingdom. But there will always be people that don't want correction. How can you be coached without correction? How can you grow without correction? I can tell you there's a problem out here in network marketing where many people believe they're going to get something 
for nothing. They believe that they're going to be massively successful without even doing a daily method of operation. And the DMO is discipline. It's doing the same thing over and over and over again, removing the emotion from it. Discipline. You definitely have to take your emotion out of discipline because if you listen to how you feel, you will fail. Because discipline is always going to require something that you don't like, including correction. There's another version that says a fool hates correction. And and I can tell you, I'm like, okay, it says a fool and his money will soon depart as well. When you begin to continue to think about that, it's the lack of discipline. And discipline is going to lead you to a higher level of understanding. To those things that you used to doubt, you won't anymore. Those things that used to make you depressed, you won't anymore. Just like, okay, the two people, I don't even care to know who they are. There's some people that will probably go and dig and say, well, who are they? I'm sure they're probably much more than just two people that just say, I don't feel like girl. And I'm all good if it was split. If it was two people that love me, I would have just needed three, at least as long as it was God, the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, I would have been good. If they just said them three, now if those three had a problem with me, then I, I would be definitely having a problem. If it was on the other side, if I only had those three that was good and it was 5,600 that wasn't good, I would be good. Because, see, I had a problem before I had those three in my life. I thought there was a deficit because my dad was gone. I thought there was a deficit because we would have to now be dropped off to grandma. Well, I know I wouldn't have the zeal for the Lord if I hadn't spent that much time with my grandma. I know I wouldn't be so much of a philanthropic person if I didn't see people come up and sit at my grandma's table and her to pray with them and bless them and help them. I know I wouldn't be that person that want to help people if I didn't see how much my grandma always every single day was helping. I know I probably wouldn't even be the rock in my family if I didn't see my grandmother up close in front being a rock in my family. See, sometimes we think that some things are a problem, but because we don't have the correct understanding, we didn't realize that that problem had a purpose. So even right now, with you being in the midst, being grown in the midst of a pandemic, being grown, because, see, the kids don't have the same worries as a grown person. God made that on purpose. That if you are a grown man or woman, in this time, there was a responsibility for us to look at some things that we can correct. Because if this crisis caught you by surprise, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, there are some corrections that if you're still here, and you can hear with your ears, there are some corrections that could be made. 
The time to be alone where most people were afraid of, oh, my gosh, I'm bored out my mind. I'm like, bored? I got so much stuff to do. So many things that was undone, so many things that was even ignored with even my disciplined self. It was still so many things I'm looking around that I could have been doing better. And I can't tell you how this time with with Kate and this time with my grandbaby, this time, I yearned this time, the time with my husband, that the conversations we're having, again, Those things needed correction. Me making sure that I'm not missing a beat with my nutrition. Those things need correction. What are the areas that this problem, these problems you're having, you know, what areas do you need correction? I literally put out a thing, hey, I'm going to give $100 to the top three people who go out and do what is considered the DMO. Tons of people liked on it, but very few people bit. I only could find three people to bless, and I wanted to bless six. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to pay you to build a legacy for your family just to get disciplined and on track. And I could only find three, and I wanted to give away $600. And I'm sitting here saying, how in the world would now many people not even being able to go into a job? How are you going to feed your family without discipline? How? I know I'm the tough cookie. Let's open up. 718 last four, 9500. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning. Let's see. Can we get this line here? Nicola? Good morning. Hello? God bless you. Hello? I'm good morning. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you, Queen. How are you? Thank you. I am fine spiritually on a crutches <laughs> physically, but I'm good, Nicola. Thank God. I'm alive. God bless you. Is there anything you want to share with us this morning? Yes, I would like to share. Um, first, let me just say thank you for who you are, who God allowed you to be to so many people. I want to say thank you because I've been looking for someone like you for years. And um, and God has placed you in my life, so thank you. Bless you. Um, my name is Willette Daniels. I'm from Bronx, New York. Um, I'm a real estate broker, and Nicole, yes, I do remember 2008, and I know what I was going through as a broker in 2008, and I want to say to you that God took me to the mountain and brought me down, but what Mm -hmm. I understood was this, that on my way going up, I, I went up with the grace of God, not knowing really what I was doing, and so when you brought me down to the valley, I understood that, well, there were things you have to learn now. He took mm-hmm. me up to show me he could do it. And then he brought me down to show me now that I've shown you, are you willing to work for it? So now awesome. that I'm in the valley, I realize what I, was, what I missed. I missed the fact that, oh, I didn't know that I, there was input from me that I had to give. And, and I was so busy trying to build 
at that time, and God blessed me in those years. But then in 2013, things changed, okay? It hit me hard then. And then after that, I went through stage four cancer, and God healed my body in three months. So he had a message for me. Even with the cancer, he was like, be still. I need to talk Mm. to you. And and I understood that. And and you may not believe this, but I count it all joy. (laughs) <laughs> because I knew he had something, he had something for me. And and I'm willing to learn. I am so hungry to learn. That's why I'm on this call this morning. And I just want to say that everybody that's on here, God is able, and he will do. You just have to believe. And I always say you got when when you go to the Lord, you've got to drop it like it's hot and mm. give it to him, and that's it. And don't look back. And that's where I am right now, Nicole. Oh, my mercy. You just blessed my soul because, yes, you're supposed to count it all joy. Do not hesitate to tell people you count it all joy because at the end of the day, I share with people and I openly share my challenges to let them know that that's that's what makes me who I am and that's what drew me closer to God, but I don't want to keep going to him like he a sugar daddy. I'm not going to keep going to him like only when things are bad and what have you. It's like this needs to be the new normal for people. People are like the new normal of not being able to do this, not being. What about the new normal of being able to be still enough to communicate with God where you're not biting your fingernails, always looking for information inside of somebody else when he's already placed it inside of you? I just thank you so much for your your testimony because yes what you just shared is you were in a crisis a private crisis you're dealing with cancer in your body and most people may or don't even know what it is they may have watched family members with that but to deal with that and to know that could have taken you out and you were healed in three months at the end of the day, yes, you need to count it all joy because you do know that God is Jehovah Rapha, that he is. Yes. He, you see, I can tell you right now, God bless you. That blessed my soul this morning, like so much, because there are some corrections. This is why I tell people, listen, money will never be my master. That's why during this time, I'm even going through, we're giving away things from a day to pray, and we're trying to get people, hey, send your email address, because I can only drop the money. A few people got their money. I can only drop the money if you follow instructions. People are sending me a PayPal me instead of their email address. You got to follow instructions. Like, I'm sitting here saying, okay, wait a minute. I want us to be kings. Do we understand that the idea of not listening is even causing you not to close business? I just did a training, and I'm going to be doing a training on today as I close out. I did a training with uh, Ray Higdon, and he's going to be training our team on today um, at 3 o'clock. He's going to be training them on um, conversions. And one of the things people don't do is they don't even listen to what the other person is saying. And it causes them not to be able to do more business. There were studies that were done that people who listen, they just do more business. And 
I want the discipline and the corrections to happen during this time. Do you know that this is what they call the years whenever there is a down, what they call it, a downtime in the marketplace? They call it correction years. During correction years, people who don't understand, they're like, we're losing our jobs, we're losing whatever. We always bounce back and come back stronger because it's correction. But if you're not prepared, if you don't use this time to say, if I wasn't prepared in 2008, now 2020, it came, I wasn't prepared again. I didn't correct between 2008 and 2020. I'm going to correct right now the reason why I may not be positioned properly. I'm still seeing people going on with no change at all. I just want to say, God bless you guys. I want your territory to expand. But we got to correct some things along the way. I love you. God bless you. Every problem has a purpose.